Let us consider the, the stark warning that Christ gives to us, recorded there in the third chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus says to us that every tree that doesn't bear fruit will be cast into the fire. Every tree that doesn't bear fruit will be cast into the fire. And we must take this warning seriously. This warning that is a commandment from God that we must bear fruit in our lives, that we, we must move closer. We must be changed, we must be transformed and move closer to Christian perfection. However far away we know we are from perfection, however sinful we recognize ourselves, we are called to move closer and bear spiritual fruit in our lives. And on Judgment Day, God will demand of us this spiritual fruit. But then we may ask ourselves, what is this fruit that Christ is commanding us to bear? The Church Fathers tell us this fruit, this spiritual fruit, is the virtues. We must manifest the virtues in our lives. And again in the Gospel of St. John, Jesus teaches us that a branch cannot bear fruit if it is cut off, if it is separated from the vine. And in that same passage, Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches. So therefore, if we cut ourselves off from Christ himself, if we try to live in our own strength, if we try to achieve these spiritual fruit, these virtues in our lives without Christ, it will be fruitless. We will fail. Because we are utterly incapable of bearing this fruit without God. It is God who makes us fruitful. Only God gives us this spiritual fruit, the virtues. And if we don't abide in Christ, if we, if we remain outside his body, the church, then we are separated from him. We will bear no fruit. And we have heard from Jesus himself what will happen to those trees and branches that bear no fruit. But being baptized members of the Orthodox Church in and of itself is not enough. We must struggle, we must repent. As Saint Basil the Great says to us, just as a, a soldier is tried in battle, so the Christian is tested, tried, trained, through trials, through struggles, through temptations. Only through trials and struggles are we made able to bear the kind of fruit that God demands of us, to manifest the virtues in our lives. And so God permits these trials in his love for us. But suffering by itself will not save us. Suffering is of absolutely no value if we are separated from Christ. Just as nothing in life will bear any fruit, any spiritual fruit, if we are not united to Christ. The suffering in itself is worthless if we are separated from God. In a world, in a world of individualism, we are seeing 
a decline in connection between people, a breakdown of communities. People are trying to strive for things in their own strength, as individuals alone. And too often we, we see people attempting to, to make spiritual progress on their own in this way, trusting in their own judgment, guided by their own feelings about what is right or wrong, or their own feelings about how they're making progress. As members of Christ's body, we are protected from this demonic deception. We confess our sins to a priest, all of us, we confess our sins to a priest, we, we receive guidance. God gives us co-laborers within the body of Christ. In the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, we read how the apostles threw out their nets and tried to catch fish and caught virtually nothing. And then Christ commands them to put down their nets in a particular place and they catch an abundance of fish. Only when they are obedient to Christ, only when they are living with Christ, does their work bear any kind of fruit. And so it is with all of us. Whatever our work, our goals, our, our aspirations, they will bear no spiritual fruit if we try to achieve them without Christ. They will come to nothing of value or worth. Now, of course, the demons can reward people in this world with great worldly, earthly treasures. And they do. The demons can reward people with temporary comforts, with feelings of success in the world, with, with feelings of artificial, temporary peace, as we see people achieving through yoga and these Hindu practices. But the terrible trick of the devil is to make us feel so satisfied, so, so content with the things that we can achieve alone, that we don't recognize our need of the fruit that only God can enable us to bear. Buddhists believe that it is only through their own efforts they achieve enlightenment. They have no need of anything that God can do. This is why it is so hard for the rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is easier for a camel to pass through an eye of an needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not because it is sinful to have these riches as such if he's using them to serve other people and God, but because a man's thirst, is man, a man's hunger for God and for the, for the joy and the peace of God's kingdom can be briefly quenched by earthly treasures, by earthly success. This is the danger of the world. It can calm and even deaden our longing for God and for the eternal things of God. But let us not be disheartened. When, when Christ gives us such a stern warning, as he often does, it's always with the promise and the assurance of what we should do to avoid this punishment or the conclusion or consequences of going adrift, of failing. And so it is with this warning. 
He tells us if we cut ourselves off from the life of the church, then we are cut off from God. And of course, no, no matter how many prayers, no matter how many holy books, no matter how many sermons we listen to on the internet, no matter how many things we read, only the living experience within the body of Christ, the living experience of Jesus within the church can lead us to salvation. He tells us, only if we eat his body and drink his blood is his life in us. And only if we are full, active members of his church, his body, is this possible. The eternal life, this is what Christ offers, him, offers to us of himself. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. He says that life, my life, he himself, will only be within us. We will only be in union with him and his life as full, active, struggling members of his body. And this is the eternal life, the eternal life with God. The life, the physical death, that the world, that the devil can never take from us.